0: I have a good friend. He puts notes on my door. And he put a note on my door a couple of weeks ago. I think it's apropos for this week, known as Holy Week. The note said simply this Evil may have its hour, but God will have his day. Evil may have its hour. But God will have his day. Mark chapter 5 verse 36. And Jairus' servants came to him. And they said to him, your daughter has just died. Do not trouble the master any longer. This is beyond his power to help. And Jesus paid no attention to them. He said to Jairus. Don't fix your eyes on the storm, fix your eyes on me. Stop doubting, only believe, and your daughter will be made whole. He paid no attention. Mark chapter 5. There is a woman in Mark chapter 5. She has been bleeding for 12 years. The Bible goes a little bit in depth tells us that she had been to every doctor imaginable. She had spent all the money she had. She was bankrupt. She had nothing left. And then the Bible says she had gotten worse instead of better. There comes a man into her town, into the marketplace, and her family is looking at her and saying to her, where are you going? And she's got her cane with her and she staggers to the door and she says, well, Jesus is in the marketplace. I'm going to go see him. And her husband and her children said, you're not going anywhere. If you go out in that marketplace, you'll be knocked down and they'll trample you to death. You're not going any place." And this dear lady who had been suffering this illness for 12 years and maybe was down to 80 pounds, she looks at her family and she paid no attention to them. Why didn't she pay any attention to them? Because Jesus is in the marketplace. We don't have him dead on the cross yet. We don't have an empty tomb. But this woman said, Jesus is in the marketplace. And every miracle he has ever done is proof and evidence that he is the son of God. I shall go to him and she goes into that marketplace and she's jostled by the crowd, but she manages to remain standing. And God opens the waters of the Red Sea, namely that crowd in that marketplace, and allows this woman to get close enough to Jesus to reach out. Her hand touches his robe, touches his robe. And instantly, after 12 years of illness, she is healed. There were hundreds around him. Jesus beckons the question, who just touched me? His disciples say, Jesus, are you out of your mind? you got a hundred people around you. They're all touching you. Jesus paid no attention to them. He paid attention to one person. That woman. You touched me. She said, indeed I did, trembling as she spoke the words. And then he said to her, your faith uh, has healed you. In the Greek, it's not just talking about the physical healing. It's talking about 12 years worth of emotional and mental and perhaps spiritual damage. All those years, all that money spent, she gets sicker, not better. And when she's healed... Jesus said, you're not going to have post-traumatic stress syndrome. You're not going to be waking up in the middle of the night with nightmares about your illness and whether it's going to come back or not. Your faith has healed you completely. Mentally, emotionally, physically, your faith has healed you. Parents, I couldn't help but notice that when your children were walking in, it was your child, sorry, sorry, It was your child that you were looking at. God bless the other children, but it was your child that you're looking at. And when your children are over there singing, it's your child that you're looking at. Jesus has a situation. Jesus has 7.8 billion uh, people on this planet. And he looks at every single one of them. I have often prayed for families, and when I pray for them, I sit and say in their presence, Dear Lord, be with Mary and be with Sam, as if they were the only two people on this earth. Were they are going through, be with them as if they were the only ones that you had to be concerned about. prayed that so many times, and guess what he does? That's exactly what he does. When you're omniscient, you can do that. When you've created the universe, you can do that. When you love the world so much, you send your son to die on that cross, you can do that. While Jesus is talking to the woman, Jairus' servants come. And Jesus sees them coming, talking to the woman, but he sees them coming. And he sees the looks on their face, and all of a sudden, Jairus turns... And he sees the looks on his servant's face. They do not have to say anything, he knows. They don't have to say anything, he knows. He knows his daughter has died. And he lowers his head and he turns. And he begins to walk away. Jesus stops him. He said to Jairus, pay no attention to the news. Stop doubting, only believe, your daughter will be made whole. That's an intriguing phrase, Jesus paid no attention, because Jesus paid attention to everything and everybody. He paid attention to lepers, whom everyone else shunned. He paid attention to a crippled man lying at a pool, for some 38 years, he could never get into the water first, and only the one getting in first could be healed. hundred people around that pool, Jesus pays attention to one, even as you pay attention to your child as they're processing in on Palm Sunday. pays attention to the man. He pays uh, attention to little children who want to get close to him. And the disciples are trying to shoo them away, and Jesus says, Leave them alone. Let the children come to me. I want to put God's blessing on them. There's a Samaritan woman. No one pays attention to her in Sychar except to gossip about her. And who wouldn't? She's been married, married one, two, three, four, five times. And this dear lady, five different times, She has been told by her husband, I want you to leave my house. What does that do for you inside when uh, some individual you thought would be a bond for you with life itself? What do you do when five of them say, I want you to leave my house? And if that's not bad enough, then you got everyone in town talking about you, which is the reason she comes at one o'clock in the afternoon to get water. Jesus sees her coming. Jesus has a little smile on his face. Jesus knows all about her. And when she stops there at the well, he pays the most intense attention to her of any person in the New Testament. Because basically, that entire chapter, John chapter 4, is about this woman. Jesus talks to her about drinking living water. And because Jesus paid attention to her, the entire town comes out and they are touched by the gospel. That's all he ever did was pay attention. Pays attention to the Roman soldiers. When he's up on the cross, he talked to the Roman soldiers. What does he say to the Roman soldiers? A bunch of four-letter words? Does he say to them, your time's going to come? Does he say that? He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And Pontius Pilate, a half mile away in the Tower of Antonio, that's who Jesus is speaking to. He's paying attention to Pontius Pilate. And he's basically saying to God, make him an innocent man. He knows not what he does. And as Pastor Schauer pointed out so well last week, Thief on the Cross next to him. Thief on the Cross is sitting there thinking, Jesus is talking about me. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Talking about me. And because the Thief on the Cross thought Jesus was paying attention to him, he says, I believe in you. Forgive my sins. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's all he ever did was pay attention. Does he pay attention to you? Hairs on your head are all numbered. Whether you're losing your hair, whether it's turned gray, or whether it's still young, does he pay attention to you? Hairs on your head, all numbered. Sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without him paying attention to it. And his comment then was, What? You're of more importance then many sparrows. paid no attention. Video points it out well when he comes into the holy city. They expect him now to be their earthly king. He had just raised Lazarus from the dead. You have 1.5 million people in Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. And the news has passed like wildfire. He just raised Lazarus from the dead. And when they're praising him, he's listening. And when the enemies say, tell him to hush up, he says, well, if they hush up, the stones will start singing. They wanted him to be an earthly king, but he paid no attention. The cross would be his in five days. When they came, uh, after he fed uh, 10,000 people on the hillside, Gospel of John says they came and wanted to make him their king by force. Jesus paid no attention. When Satan said to him, "Turn the stones into bread," Jesus paid no attention. When Pilate said, defend yourself, I have the power to kill you or to save you, Jesus paid no attention. Because the cross was his. Philippians 2, 5. Pastor Schauer just read it. We've read it every Palm Sunday for a hundred years. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus our Lord, who though he was equal to God... He paid no attention to that. He emptied himself, took on him a form of a servant, ended up dying on that cross. And because of that, because Jesus paid no attention to anything except our salvation, God has given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. When the voices came to Jesus of defeat and fear and accusation and criticism, Jesus turned to deaf ear. When Satan was kneeling on his back, whispering in his ear in the Garden of Gethsemane, don't go to the cross, Jesus paid no attention. And Jesus says this to us. Paying no attention to the way the world is. If someone brings against you a wrong comment, uh, you make a right comment. If someone brings against you a tear-you-down comment, you make an upbuilding comment. If someone brings against you a life-defeating comment, you give back a life-building comment. You and I hear the voices all the time from when we're young to when we're old. You're going to try out for the football team? You're so small, you ain't going to make the football team. You want to go on to college? No one in our family's ever gone on to college. Look at your grades. You'll never make it. Your wife has cancer. You have two young children, and you're foolish enough to say that you believe in God? You're going to be a missionary? You're going to take two years off of work and join the missionary league over there in New Guinea? Are you out of your mind? We have the comments for a lifetime We, like those who come against us, we're often critical, we're often judgmental, we're often pointing fingers. It's never us, it's always them. And what does our Lord say? If I have put something in your mind and heart and you've brought it to me in prayer, then trust the direction I lead you. Trust that I'll be with you. I talked to one of our members this past week. She's scared to death. Why? Because she's going to be a mother for the first time. And she's, I'm, I'm scared to death. I, I don't think I'm going to be a good mother. Talked to an individual who's got a wedding set up later this year. And he's getting the infamous wet feet. I don't know if, I don't know if I can do this. The Studnickas, I know you're listening. God be with you down in Atlanta, Georgia. The Studnickas uprooted everything and moved down there. and She was here last week with Pastor Sean and myself just shedding volumes of tears because this congregation has come to mean so much to her. Raquel, uh, God has you where he wants you. Kent, God has you where he wants you. When the voices come and they say to you, you're not much. When the voices come and say to you, you need to get off this path because you'll never make it. Who do you pray to? Do you pray to the voices of humanity or do you pray to God himself? And if you pray to God himself, your territory is safe. He just didn't die on the cross that you and I could have everlasting life, which is the most important thing ever. He died on that cross so that while you live on this earth, the spirit is not of fear. He did not give you a spirit of fear. gave you a spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. Self-control over what? The voices that come. The voices that fill you with fear or worry or shame or guilt or hatred or anger. He comes to still the voices. Closing word. Day before he dies, says to his disciples, John 16, 33. In this world there always be storms. Then he says, pay no attention to the storms, because I'm in the storm with you, and I've already overcome it. Pay no attention to the storm. Does anyone here not have storms? You're in the house of God. Thou shalt not lie. Does anyone here not have storms? Health, relationships, finances, anyone here not have storms? When David wrote what he did, Psalm 118 24, he said, When I wake up in the morning, these words come out of my mouth. This is a day that God has made. I'll pay no attention to the storm. This is a day that God has made. I will rejoice and be glad in this day because the circumstances are in His hands. What do I wish for you during Holy Week? I wish for the two most important things in your life. Faith and family and friends that He given you. And if you have those two things... You'll have family and friends that are encouraging you while others do not. And if you have the first thing faith, then you have the greatest weapon that mankind shall ever receive. Your attention will be to the one who died on the cross, your attention will be to the empty tomb. And you will say, To God be the glory for what he has done. In our Savior's name, amen. Heavenly Father, be with your children on this earth. How many times when we're young do our parents have to remind us, don't be afraid, I'm right here. Don't be afraid, I'm right here. Well, I can't sleep, I'm I'm afraid to fall asleep. Well, don't be afraid, I'm right here. And in the grocery store, you know, don't be afraid, I'm standing right next to you. Why does God say 365 times in the Bible, do not be afraid? Because, dear Lord, you know what we are prone to. And you have to remind us all the time that the cross and the empty tomb means we shall pay no attention to those fears that come into our mind And we shall pay no attention when the world says, here is how you need to respond to things. Our attention will be upon you. In our Savior's name, amen